Now, what's up, y'all? Earlier this week, I seen my brother Jimmy tweet something about people's life stories, and it made me think, like, you got your own life to live, like, your own story. Don't base yours off somebody else's. It's cool to get ideas from maybe other people's blueprints, but, you know, you're your own person, so you got to follow your own path. Do what makes you happy. Do and follow the goals you want. But let's start the show. And the men are back again. How are y'all doing today? Good, good. How you doing? Pretty good. I'm good. I'm what good. is today, people? Uh, April 29th. And? It's the 5 of Episode 50. We made it 50 episodes in. I thought you said we weren't doing it. <laughs> now I feel like I was, wasn't on cue. Like nah, nah, I had nothing planned. But I'm happy to celebrate it because it kind of says something. I wanted to say something today. And you, you, it's me. It's me. That's one of the annoying things. It's okay. Talk it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just letting it go. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Um, I kind of learned this week. I'm going to just say something for uh, a, a minute. Chime in when you feel like it, uh, but it ain't like like my topic topic. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I've, been, I've been dealing with, like, friendship recently. And I've been trying to branch out there, see some people, you know, peop- the things I don't normally do. Um, and I, I wanted to thank the both of you, sincerely, that you are who you say you are. Uh, we've been friends for 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 a long time, but I know that on fifty separate occasions, y'all have been here consistently with me yeah. through ups, downs, mm-hmm. um, random encounters of of just uh, other people coming into my life. I might not have acted uh, the best. <clears throat> I didn't make the best decisions. Uh, I wasn't judged. Well, I ain't going to say I wasn't judged. But, you know, you had your opinion. You stated it. And you were like, but you're my brother. So we're going to keep rocking with you. Uh, I do want to thank y'all for that. Um, I kind of not really learned. I had a conversation with Brian. He called me up this week um, to check on me. And that that was like the last day that I, I was dealing with whatever I had been dealing with. Um because I, I don't know if it's known to everybody, but I've, I've been kind of off recently. And he called me on it because he, he usually does. But um, I had learned a few things within the span of time of like two weeks. And friendship was, was heavy on my mind. And, and working with people and branching out and how to make things grow. I, I did make a decision because these things won't grow unless I'm planting seeds somewhere primarily first. And I told him about that decision. Um, but I moved in that, and it's helping me move in everything else that I am doing. But people are fickle. Yeah. And they say things because it sounds good. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've yeah. said things like that before, but um, I've given people a lot of credit and I got a big heart. But this was one of the few times I handled something kind of in a a calculating manner. 
it was just it was the X's, it was the O's, and this is just the graph. You know what I mean? It's just like this is just how things are. It's how it works. But um, people are weird. Shout out to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't really, I don't really get the concepts that people have in their head of why they act the way that they act. Yeah. But it is because. Mm. We have such a close bond and we've been so tightly woven together that if people aren't at the standard of the three of my brothers, then you ain't really much of a friend. Yeah. But people can only operate as they operate. And I don't really fault them for that. Um it just is what it is. But I wanted to thank the both of you. You are my friends. You are my brothers. Uh, I would say another word, but I'm not going to say <laughs> I love y'all. I gratefully am. I'm happy that you two are part of this journey with me. Um, we're going to work together for a long time. We're going to get wealthy together. We're going to have a lot of plans. We're going to do a lot of things together. And I can tell that because we've been here for... For 50 weeks. They ain't got to be consecutive, but we're coming up on that that year mark. Mm -hmm. We've done this for longer than we've collectively done anything. Yeah. A few days ago was the 27th. Me and and Brian were selling life insurance at one point. You know, I quit both my jobs to to do that because we were trying to better ourselves. And we had a great time. We sold a Nintendo 64 to go see some some Infinity War movie. <laughs> um, Benny, you got me that job. It hurts when that job didn't work out. <laughs> you know, like in that one year, I worked with the both of y'all separately. And then we all ended up working together to mm-hmm. only lead to us really working together as we are now. Yeah. So I want to give you two your roses today. Well, thank you, thank you, Appreciate thank you. Why is that not playing? For being you, I mean, yeah, yeah, same. Didn't need to play, but uh, well, that's the wrong button. That's why it didn't play. Now that I've lured you in, <laughs> never get to the real business. Like, what? <sighs> ah, there we go. Nah, thank you, man. I yeah. mean, thank, none of this would be what it is if you weren't you. Exactly. I mean, we're exactly. not like I, like we've said. I'm not, I wasn't gonna start no pod. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, my, it pretty much appreciate you for wanting us to be a part of it. Right. right. Yeah, right. yeah, you know. But um, I've had fun. This has been a great experience. I I couldn't ask for better people to do this with. We'll appreciate that. Man. I feel you know, that. Appreciate. So, um. Let's talk about black and white people. Let's cool. do it. Um, I'm going to speak freely. Fair. I'm going to speak freely and I'm going to say what's on my mind. Um, a few, I don't know if it was a few weeks ago or like last week or whatever, we had a conversation and I said that I feel like I'm more of an American. I feel like an American first before I feel like I'm black. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't really have was, a choice. This was not on air though, right? This was on. I think this was a private conversation. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, if, if it wasn't, it was on episode 49, which has not come out yet, but it'll be out when this episode is out. 
Gotcha. I was just yeah, making yeah, sure yeah. this wasn't an air thing. We talked. It was all private. Yeah, I believe that was a private conversation. I don't. I don't know what we got to that point, but I said that I felt like I was an American before I was a, a, a black man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> started being more observant at work, and they treat me like a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like like really plain and simple, <laughs> and they don't know that. I'm not a nigga. Like I, I, they just they do things in plain sight mm-hmm. that supposedly are, are like it's fair because everyone does it, but it's like not everyone does it. Not everyone deals with it. Yeah, just me. Mm-hmm. So we had an assistant manager. Her last mm-hmm. day was the 27th. I had a conspiracy theory, quote unquote. Let me call it that. That's what I said to them, and I've, I've voiced this to other people, and they they're like, eh. I can't really deny what you've said, but I don't know. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I know, but that's that's kind of how I'm thinking on it, based off what I know about the company. So you know how I randomly, quote unquote, randomly work the overnight schedules, ten to eight, and it always affects my availability. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I asked the assistant manager who was leaving her last day. I said, you just clocked out. You can be honest with me now. We can have a real conversation. So if if someone's on the chopping block, which one of us is the first one to get fired? Because I I said, I think I know who it is. He don't look like y'all. And she was like, "Eh, that's probably not what would happen. He would probably ask you to work the overnight for the whole week. And I was like, hmm, why do you think that? Because the other person who's willing to do it can't always do it because of whatever he has going on in his life, and the other one doesn't want to. I said, doesn't want to? What about the needs of the company? What? That's what you tell me when, when you schedule me, right? It's for the needs of the company. That's That's what we need, so... I need a break, and I've told y'all that. But he don't want to. And then, take a good old look at that pharmacy back there. And I, I, I wondered, and I asked him, I asked him blatantly after I gave them my observation. But, at the end of the day, they treat me like a nigga. And I feel like there is a difference. I feel black before I feel American now. <laughs> like... I can say that that wasn't an experience that I necessarily had growing up because I felt like I was just me. What was the if, experience with the pharmacy? That what made you say that they treat you like one? Not me, somebody else. Because I don't go into pharmacy, but to like switch out drawers. It's it was a it was across the board. I feel from what I've been able to ascertain from my observations, you how they treat like certain I saw like- how they treat the black people at the store. There's only seven of us, mm. so I look. And everyone does particularly the same things consistently across the board. Everyone has their phones out, but one person gets called out for it. He's black. Everybody tries to leave early, but the two people, one of which is kind of dictated because they don't have a car, they get called out for it. And I would say six of the seven, it's unjustified. One of them, she be kicking up dust. You make people not like you. And I told her that. And she was like, mm, yeah, it is what it is. And I was like, okay. <laughs> At least she's honest about it. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, 
my mom was trying to like really drive it home that like you're a black man and you just got to see that but i didn't see it i really didn't see it until like it was like my eyes were open that people really think that there's a difference you know what i mean yeah like i know that like people say we all bleed the same and you know yada 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 but nah well we do bleed the same i'm not saying like blood different you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, I you, yeah. I but i i just um i wanted to hear your thoughts on me saying like just speak plainly like when i first said that I felt like an American before I felt like I was black. Because I do think that we are given God-given rights. Like, every human has God-given rights. But I feel like that's kind of an American concept to think. Yeah, it sounded like coonery when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I say the real what I really feel? Can I say what I really feel? Yeah, no, go ahead. No, speak freely. Like, it sounded like some nut-ass shit. I was like, <laughs> oh. Why didn't you just follow up with coonery? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you meant the full thing to what you meant to say. That's what I was asking. Hey, I mean, nah, nah, I'm going to leave it in there. I just, <laughs> But nah, I just... um. I really see the folly of my words. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to Steve Harvey, my boy. I, I thought, okay, if if you want me to give something <laughs> meaningful to say, please. I did feel like it was cool. It, it sounded like something cool to say because that's like Jesse the under the ultimate fundamental of like trading your blackness in for for the white man, quote unquote. It's like. I'll be American before I'll be black. Like really? Yeah, it's like yeah. That's not even tap dancing. That's just like stepping over the line and saying yeah. I'm with them. Damn. Yeah. To me, that's about to stand equivalent to like. Not that we're not. No, nah, no. Nah, I get what you mean, but like, because legally, paperwork wise, I think you would be. Citizenship has priority over race, so yes, we would be American before we're black. And then, like, ain't race like a... But in my core life, my culture, my yeah. living being, I'm black before I'm black. American. Black. For sure. And I get, I get that now. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Because that's how they treat you. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah. like, I can't say that, uh, well... Because I'd be at work... Like, if I, I look back hard enough... We act as American as they will yeah. allow us to. That's yeah. how you know you're black. <laughs> For real, yeah. Because two two now. people with the same amount of money, if they two different colors, gonna get treated different. Where are those American rights we supposed to have? They, you're as American as they allow you to be. Yeah, you're as black as you as, as you're born. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't do nothing. Well, because you, you don't have a choice in either. I couldn't choose that I was gonna come out black. I feel like there's less of a choice that you get you get to choose your race. I know those are because I'm about to say like you can't choose either though. That's like you. Those are huge probabilities to compare, but like on the hypothetical of being able to choose one, you would less be able to choose your race than you would your citizenship, like where you were born. One is more changeable. Yes, one is yes, more malleable. Yes, you I can. I saying? can give you that. You yes. see what I'm saying? Yes, that that's very true. But based off of how at least this country operates or I guess I guess you could say the world wouldn't you technically be whatever you were born in like I know it, it's 
like if I'm quoting King of the Hill, right? He was a born and bred Texan, quote unquote, but he was actually born in New York. And that was a whole episode because it was messing with his identity. But I want to say in another show, I want to say it was that 70s show where Jackie was born in Mexico. And they were like, well, are you Mexican? But her family was clearly white. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if if you're born in that country and you come over here, wouldn't that technically be an illegal immigrant? So, like, since I didn't have any say in being born, I would have, in my perspective, I would have the same amount of probability of choosing my race as choosing where I'm from. Well, I guess that's my argument is that being born comes first. Yeah. Nah, that sounds it. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm still not past coonery and nut ass shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I understood where you were coming from because the rights that we are given are based on the system that we yeah. have here in America and not really anywhere else. Not anywhere, any time in history has it been a place like this, really. So to embrace the American brand makes sense as citizenship goes. Yes. And also legally, because that's what we are. But Just know that's for paper. But yeah, like I said, yeah. it's a brand. It, it has a set of ideologies, I feel like, they go with it that don't apply to me. Mm. More black ideologies apply to my life because I understand that struggle more than I do the American struggle. Yes. I've lived the black struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen how that works more than I've seen what being an American is. Which is nuts. Yeah. Because I'm one every day. I'm, I'm yeah. enough. Like I said, I'm enough of American to have a job and not be consistently bothered with. You know, I can be safe in my home. I can have a home. I can have the basics. Yeah. But that's the further you push as a black person, like the more the luxury is like, whoa, get. whoa, whoa, you got too much dip on your chip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. it's like more regulation as you go up as a black person. Or, and it's just because of disadvantageous placement in society, it's a little bit more difficult to even move up. So that struggle takes longer and you got to do more. You learn more in doing it, but in learning more, you lose more. Okay. So, to help with my understanding, I found a clip, right? I found this clip, mm-hmm. and it was of a white man. He was born white. Because of all this, this trans shit going on, he, in Black History Month, decided to be transracial and come out as black. <laughs> now, he looked up the word race, <laughs> and it's like, it's not something that is inherently for you it's a construct yeah yeah like literally and you can choose technically like with everything that he was displaying so in black history month he decided to come out to america as a black man and then he faced scrutiny and then charlemagne wanted to say well did he face it because he said he was black because they said on on twitch they started banning him because it's hate speech and he's like these are my people, though. I'm black. And they were like, get off. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> and 
Like that comparison don't make sense. He's but off sight. But if if race is that much of a construct, it shouldn't matter. And I hadn't thought that like it it doesn't matter to me personally, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really taken it into consideration until recently because of people really can't see that it doesn't matter. Yes, it matters to them. Yeah, like and they have some heart. For, we have debates and talks about it because and I think the heart of our hearts, we don't care. Yeah, that's why we can't it, people care so much. They can't constructively speak about it. That's how a powerful of an idea it is. Because it's tied to purely emotion. Yes. The logic is overwritten. Like you said, a a 15-minute dissection of the definition grammatically should, should show the logic in the fact that it's an idea and not a real thing. Yes. But people, it, it won't work. I've seen. Like, it doesn't work. It, as you see, it's a topic that people hinge political ideas on and governmental like they it's a fulcrum of society it needs to be there for this to work yeah because if it's not there division can't happen yes and i've there always has to be ops this sounds stupid what i'm about to ask do you wake up and just feel black no exactly you exactly. know what i mean it's yeah, like no. i don't think white people go like another day of being white right hot diggity dog right. i don't think but that there's I feel like there are people that go out they might have like yeah wake up feel good to woke up that i'm black today because like you said people do focus on this type of stuff yeah i feel like people love being black but it's it's like a concept that doesn't matter to the yeah. point because like if because if i never see myself in a mirror i won't know it's a concept of the underdog the underdog is not the underdog. The underdog is why is what everybody says he is. The underdog is what he thinks he is. But the underdog is cheered on because people think he's the underdog. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the underdog embraces that. Like, yeah, I'm the underdog. But it's like, because you think you are. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, That's it's the equal, angle you decide to go oppor- Yes. It's yeah. equal opportunity until you decide that I'm the underdog. Yeah. That's kind of how black is. Like you were saying, like, ah, I wake up being black. It's kind of like that underdog feeling like taking it on. Like, yeah, I am black. It's like, oh, well, okay, I guess you are then. Because it's know? almost like you're saying it as if you're handicapped. Yeah. Right. But you're proud of it. Like, yeah. you got to make something good of it. It's like, oh, I'm my not. bad. Handicapable. Oh, is that a thing now? Yeah. Handicap. And handicapable. No, handicap. I was gonna say I'm correcting all the wrongs of the past wow. two years. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting them all out. He said, uh, "He said, Jimmy, I'm gonna get this off, <laughs> and you're gonna allow it. Don't no, no, don't hit the bleep button." <laughs> yep, all of them. Ain't no he, she's, they's, them's, all of that. Nope. What they used to be called transsexuals? That was the '90s, right? You could just call him a tranny, like that was short yeah. for transsexual, right? Yeah. So yeah, transsexual. That should fit. It shouldn't be any more division after that. I, it's not. Are called, they still called? They still called that, right? Call, no, yeah. in some places, in some parts of the community, that's offensive. That's why they have the the, the divisions because they're like, we're not transsexual. We're, we're it's a gender thing. Then it became transgender, and it, it, it's all divisions. 
out of made out of offenses. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, but yeah. like religion, uh, like yeah. like the different sections of Christianity is all out of offenses to one another, and they say, "Well, we want to be called this because yeah. we don't want to associate with that because yeah. that offends us in whatever way that it does." Same thing. Transsexuals. I'll allow it. Trannies. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. For real. Like stop. You are so like. Side judge. Ugh. Yucky, I don't even know how we got here. But yeah, being black is being black. I said handicapped and handicapable. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we were talking about being black. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It is, being black is being black because of the implications put on black by everybody else, not by us. Yeah. And yeah. that's what, that's the life you, we have to live more so is understanding that rather than living as a black person or a black man. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like I said, I'll be at work and I'll crack jokes or something like that and it can easily go a different way but they got to go to like the blackest part to get the answer. Like, I get lean with a rock with or a crack rock and I'll just be like, why you have to go there, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why you have to take it to that point? Like, right, right. And I feel like when they use an old song like that as a reference, it's like, I found this song in 04. Yeah, that's And I'm going to stick yeah. with it because I know that at one point in time, black people, you going to know what I, hey, look, look at this guy right here. He knows what I'm talking about. Lean with it. Ah! Basically. <laughs> or they just do like the, the extra, just how to be cool. Like, it's weird. It's like, what if I don't even like that? Like, those black people who don't like rap. Yeah. It's weird. I think a lot of the things they, they don't... See, I don't think people are so, so racist. I think people are generally racist. Like, they associate black people with coolness. Not necessarily with rap or this or that. It's the things associated with coolness in pop culture, which is black people's stuff. So that's all they know. You see what I'm saying? They think black people are cool. They always try to approach you cool, not necessarily. I feel like, I feel like that you know. too, some way. But I also feel like if it's just some kind of bullet that they just don't, they like, all right, cool. This is what we know for. That's why they call you animals and stuff like that. If it's, but I get what you're saying. So like the way we dress, like the kids and stuff like that, cool. And like to be hip, yeah, like you said, cool. But some people just kind of like, well, that's what they do, type thing. I don't know. Like, it, it's almost like. A little little sibling syndrome like dang my big brother's so cool that the language that everybody speaks they make a cooler version of it and just speak yeah. it i want to be like that that's kind of how it is it's no, like no, no, no. I'm saying, I, mean? I understand that's what i'm saying but i feel like they co-switch to try to make us feel comfortable is what i'm saying they got their own little thing they do but that's like to me that's relatability because they could have the same thoughts about me if they hear me talking right now and then when I go to work and talk to them they would be like that, that nigga racist <laughs> he talks to me like my name's Bob <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah you know yeah. what I mean they yeah. could say the same thing he talks to me but like I do I do what I feel Bob. is gonna make a comfortable situation for me in the world that's what they only know to do you know what I mean you gotta think about how people actually move and react like they're not coming in thinking Ah, lean with it, rock with it, it's what I got. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably like <laughs> the closest thing to a joke or fun times that they could think about that was literally in their head, not out of their own choosing. It's like because they, programming. You they, know what I'm saying? Can, yeah. They don't know us. Like, personally. like so when like black they, people make friends jokes around white, because you assume you're probably going to get this. Yeah. Popular 90s white sitcom. You pro- Seinfeld, you got it, right? The you, office, you, get the you got it. You, right, exactly. We can assume that. It's not... 
by the terms we're speaking is racist, but we don't see this racist as just like being relatable. I guess is what I'm saying is the limit of it. Because you can talk to somebody you don't know from a different race and keep it cool. I guess, like I said, I don't know, friends ain't a bad thing. Crack rock, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. The limit of it, like. And that's, that's just history, though. I mean, if they don't know much about our culture, they only know what history has told them about us, which is what slavery, the crack epidemic. Like they don't know anything positive about the black culture. Yeah, that's a, a little. That's lame. American. That's why I'm not American. You see what I'm saying? I, I knew because we came in the door. But just to be honest, I, I, like I said, they treated me like a nigga. Like, like I, that's because <laughs> that, that's all they know. Yeah. They're white and they go to school and learn black is slavery, black is civil rights, and black is Al Sharpton. Jesse Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah, the Martin Luther King. Like, they don't know anything really about black people. They don't, you have to see the fact that they don't understand that their culture is ours. Yeah. That's how blind they are. That's how you have to function. They Hence. don't even know all the stuff that they like came from our people. Yeah. It's our stuff. Like, it, 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 it Hence why from our. I said I was American first. Because if you. If you were to take Black History Month away, just because they didn't, stole from didn't, me, don't mean. no. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're Black History is American History, Morgan Freeman. Does anybody agree with that statement? Yeah, yeah. I, that's the point that I'm making. He didn't say Black citizenship yes, makes American citizenship, though. No, he didn't. Yeah, he just said we are part of history. Yeah, but no, but like. We're that, part of that whole conversation. Okay, okay. Hold on. So hold on. You're, Let me get this off. you're a stolen black baby. Does that make you <laughs> the, the owner of who stole you? No. That's all. They, that's all that is. No. But he was saying that he is a man. Like he said, if we were to take race off of it, there isn't any difference. And they were like, "Well, Black History Month." He's like, "You're going to delegate the history of of my people to just a month." Black history is American history. And he went further to say that I am a man and that the white man that was interviewing him is also a man. Correct. Yeah, so like stances like that I heavily gravitated toward because that is the reality of the situation. It's like, go ahead. Go ahead, what? I thought you were about to respond. No. Oh, okay. Um, If... I'm not from Africa, like, because I'm, I'm so far away from it. I don't, do we really, I know we got African blood in us. Everyone does yeah. technically and all that jazz. But, like, there's not any part of me that's African. So, like, if, to say African-American don't make yeah. sense. And no black person is actually black and no white person is actually white. The only thing out of all of those categories is American. I, but Let me I go don't. ahead and say that I am black now. Just before we go, like, understand that. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Coonery. <laughs> I've never. Even, even Tap that. dancing. He said that out yeah, the gate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so we're clear. I understand. Because even with Morgan Freeman saying he was a man, the other guy's a man, that's just saying you a man. That's not even saying I'm American. I'm this, that other saying I'm a man, like a human being. I'm cool with that. But I'm never gonna say I'm American before I'm black, and I'm very okay with being American. I'm not. Yeah, I, no. This is yeah, the only like, citizenship that I want right now. But they, 
America for the black man in particular has not made it for easy for us to be American so it, I don't just see how it was something that you would claim so easy I don't know that seems odd like I just don't think that I've had arrows at us. let me go to the other side and cheer hey, them hey, off that's see the, the thing about that is though is that hold on you are, you are one shade above me you shut up you'd be right there with me in house shoes you, you was about to get all these f-bombs he said I love it it's cool forgot what I was gonna say let me see we get to eat in the house just because I say that doesn't mean like I I'm jumping ship or siding with them though. That's what I wanted to say. He was oh, like, yeah. they throwing arrows at us. I'm gonna go over there and join the people with the arrows. And it's like, well, nah. Like, I know what side I would stand on, but I don't think that with the way I've been geared to think, it has to be yeah, I yeah. I am black. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but sure. but because I, mean, I know I know how I think him. How I feel, but I also know sometimes I gotta be aware of the situation type thing. Yes, so, and I think what that we didn't add to this situation. I guess you gave us choices, so we're doing, I guess, a a ranking or situation of one or the other. But before both of those, I'm Brian. Yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how I, yes. I am neutrally Brian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if we're gonna talk about black and American, yeah, then I'm black, exactly. right, American. Right, but right. I don't ever go in the world thinking one. Thinking either of those ideas about like, yeah. well, what's the American thing to do? What's the black? You know what I mean? I'm living as Brian. Yeah, who he is comes, black. I do ask, what's the American thing <laughs> to do? Guy. <laughs> Corn beef, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think I like that name. I know, because <laughs> whatever. Corn beef. <laughs> it just sounded like an American that eats corned beef hash and shut up. <laughs> spits tobacco, you know. He said spits tobacco. He called me. Um, he called me a right wing. What did you call me? He was like he said, he said leftist one day. He was like, "Nah, you're a Confederate." <laughs> uh, I can't even remember. I, I can't even remember. Yeah, I can't remember what we were talking about. That's funny. Well, we ran that up. What you got, Brian? Well, um, I just wanted to talk about, I guess, observing self-awareness, more awareness. You know me. But um, I learned that I, I I am naturally a manager. And I'm learning that I do those skills innately, I guess. But I <laughs> thought I've been searching for them, if that makes sense. I don't mm, know. Yeah. But I'll give an example. Mm, what? Well, I would say... <clears throat> If, hold on. Um, a while ago, you said I'm not an employee. Yes. So when you said that, I knew that you knew you had the qualifications and all the experience needed from just the life you've led up into that point to where you were supposed to be telling somebody what to do. Yes, but that's different from acquiring the skill set. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like and I feel like I've always had the skill set, and I didn't know. Yeah, 
I don't know how you didn't know more so. I think the well, point that I was getting at. As far as how it pertains to a corporate system, not that I don't have those skills, but how to run it in an actual business structure that's already set and you just fill up fill in a piece and basically delegate and do your job. You know what I'm saying? But um, one of those skills, like I said, is observation because to manage people, you have to see it's not even about personalities. It's about energies. I realize I evaluate people's energy and I'm training this guy to take my spot and he has a very negative energy. And I notice how I react to him because he sees me just the same as somebody with positive energy would see me because of how I react to that person and negative people from my perspectives, from my observations, I don't know anything, but people that have negative responses, everything is a well, but, or yeah, mm -hmm. but, or yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, but mm -hmm. a, a but or if type person, you have to break that with logic because you can't, if you're a naturally positive person, you speak with more hope than most people. You speak with positive Wins. things in mind. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a forward outlook in life. Wins and wants. Right. O-N-C-E. But talking to a negative person is always a stop in your words. And mm -hmm. it's not necessarily because they're trying to pre prevent you from progressing forward. It's just that they have a hopeless outlook in life and they don't see progression in anything. So you have to learn to speak around that. The only way you can get somebody to speak that's negative like that is, like I said, with facts, with like undoubtable logic. Yes. Those are the people you cut to the truth with. You can't fluff them up because there's nothing to fluff. They're pointy. They're spiky. But with positive people, you incentivize them to work or follow you through personal value almost because they can understand hope even if it's not your hope they can understand what yeah, hope even yeah. is what like yeah. I don't know it's a type of manipulation like I said uh, a few a while ago about managing people that I didn't know that I'm actively seeing that I do that I just was taking note of that I thought would be interesting to talk about because I don't know how much y'all interact or observe with people but I feel like little stuff like that can help people maneuver because you'll have to trying to grow anything you'll have to maneuver through people even if you're not yeah. planning on managing yeah. or running anything your personal self you're going to have to know how to maneuver through people and you're mm -hmm. going to get all type of people in your path that you have to manage you have to either place them here or place them there or set them up here or there to get your path clear. And it might not be, you know what I'm saying, anything malicious on their end, but it's like, I have to take you and place you properly <laughs> in, in, my, in my path of whatever I'm doing so we cooperate and work efficiently together. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I figured out real early, I'll just let you work you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's usually an over-the-shoulder style training, but that increases FaceTime, which increases opportunity to speak. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll stay away. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's simple manipulations like that that can keep you in positive trajectory or negative. 
Because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't want to do is be quiet. Yeah. Because what's comfortable is to be social and speak to people and make people feel welcome. A silent person makes people feel cold. Even though that's not what I am, I'm just more silent than I am. Like every time we do talk, I don't give them negative energy. Yeah. I just have to reserve that because you're going to drain it from me. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, for me to be positive every time I'm self-preservation. Well, let's make it real small encounters because exactly. you got nothing but negative to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's how you're going to spread. I feel like life actually kind of teaches you to just maneuver in the life, like you said, because I had to learn at a young age. Like even just being in the gym, a lot of times I don't want to be bothered. Or when I right. go out, I don't want to be bothered. But I have to, like you said, I have to learn how to manage to make you feel comfortable. So I was like, this person I got to talk like this, or even the guy I work with, I learned to manage him without him realizing. <laughs> yeah. I, to the point where I told him what I do. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, oh, it's cool. Like, I know, like, he doesn't like silence, but he knows that I don't like to talk. So I was like, I say stuff every once in a while when I can tell he's like feeling, when I can feel something, I'm like, I'll just crack a little joke or I'll bring up his team or I'll bring up something he likes to talk about. I'll joke with him. Then he gets comfortable and then he goes back to doing what he do. And that's how I keep the peace between us. I can get my sides and listen to my music. He can have his little five, 10 minute conversation, feel cool. And we good. Like I had to learn that because it was kind of like, he wants to talk all the time. And I don't want to. And it's like, this is getting draining because I just don't want to do it. Like, you don't realize you keep coming to me saying stuff to me. It's slowing me down. So I was like, well, how can I officially get my job done? Keep bro cool so he leave me alone. So I don't keep being bothered. Boom. Talk to him a little bit. Give him a little bit. Throw him a little bit. And go back to do what I want to do. Some people just like that. Either of you listen to uh, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. I have prepared a clip for today. I love and, Jordan Peterson. Um, I wanted to play this. Give me, give me, here we go. You're avoiding it because you know that you'll be, you have to master a new skill, but you're avoiding it because you know that you'll be bad at it when you first do it. And if you're perfectionistic, you're going to say, well, I, I can't allow myself to be bad at anything. I can't allow myself to be a fool. And no wonder. But the problem is, is when you try something new, you're always a fool. And so unless you're willing to be a fool, you can't learn anything new. You are a fool when you first try something new. But you're a worse fool if you don't try it. So, when I heard that, and you brought up how you have to manage people at work, and you had to, like, observe, I really had to, if I wasn't put in the management position at where I'm at, I wouldn't have had to look at people and see how to operate with them and how to maneuver. And some people won't do anything because they're, quote, unquote, bad at it. But they haven't tried. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Once you get them rolling and they realize it's not as bad, they aren't they aren't going to perfect it, but you let them know, well, I wasn't that good at it. Still ain't that good at it. I'm just showing you as I've been shown to do because this is what we got to do to get everything done to get out of here. I've become a great manager. I'm the greatest manager Walgreens has ever seen. <laughs> Bar none. Gotcha. Easy. Like, come on. I just I still hear coonery in the back of my head. <laughs> Every time I say anything, it's just like go on, uh, he go again. <laughs> he go again, old cornbread. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Greg. <laughs> but um I went from from doing things completely alone, not getting anything done, to to demanding I'm a bad 
if I say what I was gonna say like now, it's gonna look like a joke. <laughs> but um, basically, whoever is on my shift, they know that they're gonna be incentivized to work harder. Mm-hmm. I want to do nothing today, so here's our list of things to do. If we can get this done by six, all we gotta do is straighten up the store, and we can do that in four hours. I'm pretty sure we we got this. And then I know the people that I work, I know their strengths, I know their weaknesses, Mm -hmm. I know that the ones who like to talk, the ones who kind of want to do their own thing and all this, that, and the other. But if you're not doing anything, I need to figure out what you're doing or I'm going to give you the most menial task. Some people like to just work the front. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... If they're working the front, I'm going to say don't hit the button to call for help unless you are you, you direly need it. Because I got a guy up there who he doesn't want to do any other part of the store. He just wants to work the front, talk to the people, make connections, and get out of there. So I say, okay. So if there are seven to nine people in his line, he's not going to call for help. He does not care. And it's like, fantastic. Don't bother me. <clears throat> But if someone comes up there and he has a long transaction, he'll call me up there just so that I can keep the line going until that transaction is finished. Like, that's the most efficient way to get help done. And that's what I have the majority of people do on my shift because there are a few people who they were hired with the express purpose of just giving great customer service. But that great customer service comes at 15-minute conversations with one person. And we don't know why she do that. And we just, mm-hmm. I, she don't listen. <laughs> and when she don't listen, I send her home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, don't worry about it. You're good today. You're good. Yeah, right. it's like, well, we'll manage. And um, it's, I would say that the first thing that I had to learn as a manager was to really open my eyes and see the people around me. Had I not done that, I don't think that I would have gained any type of insight as to me being black. Just to be honest. And I was going to say, just like Brian said, I feel like the only way to actually notice and see these things is being observant. Because if you just kind of go through life, you'll never really know. you just kind of like, well, these people don't like me. These people don't like me. Like, to actually be observant and know what's going around and people like actually look outside of yourself and know what's going around in your setting. To actually understand how people move and know the best way to deal with certain situations. I would say that the things that I did observe weren't the, the things that I initially would focus on. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's, when, this is my point, I guess, because I okay. think we kind of talking around it because of my explanation. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I realized the only difference between a follower and a leader is having the, the ability to observe and from the ability to observe, make decisions. Yes. Not everybody has that. That's something that I would I would take for granted, I guess. On I see what own. you mean. Just now. walking yes. around thinking everybody look at everything. Yeah, yeah. This yes, I was gonna say, I was gonna say no. naturally we assume that, but right. we people, not everybody. People don't. Yeah, people that's what I was trying to get to. Are literally moment to moment. Like people are literally them focused. They're yeah, walking yeah, around yeah, with the yeah. focus of them. So every interaction they have only lasts for the event of that interaction because they took what they needed away from it exactly. and it was a done situation. It's no, it was no 
in-depth thinking happening when they make these interactions with people for a lot of times. Unless you're a type of person that affects them yes. positively or negatively. Then they're going to remember that thing that happened to them. You know what I'm saying? But leaders or bosses or whatever you want to call them, people that run things, observe stuff. That's the, like you, the clip you played, that's the, you don't go to school to learn that skill. Right. And it's kind of no point to go to school to learn that skill because that's all you need to know to know, oh, that I'm a leader. From there, it's all probability based on your decisions. And no, you can go get trained to make the best decisions, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But the skill is what you got to just figure out how to develop and use and manipulate and, mm-hmm. and, and get to work for you, really. How you do that, like I said, your decisions can make you a positive or negative leader. If you take that manipulation and misuse it and people see that you're screwing people, then, yeah, you're a jerk. But you can also be an honest leader, somebody that is trying to get a benefit all the way around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not just a uh, a win for that person. It, it's winning for the purpose. That's, yeah, that's what purpose I purpose to win towards. Because when um, I'm at work, every, nobody wants to come to, to, to the store. And they, they're they very vocal about that. And I'd be like, well, pick a vice, stick with that, you'll come back the next day. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I tell them that. Terrible advice. Why would you say that? <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Get used to it. Okay? <laughs> that's what I tell them. Everyone has something. She smokes. She smokes. He drinks. He we we don't want to know what he does. You don't tell people to pick a vice, though. This guy, I you honest. Got it, bro. <laughs> it's a great manager. <laughs> yeah, I said the greatest they've ever seen. But eh, I have my moments. This guy, but I look for the win for everybody, yeah. as opposed to being the guy who just like kind of runs off and like you don't see me for a full shifting. Like you kind of need help. I work with the people, right. as opposed to like. Having being them the, work for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like if we get this done and they see me doing the same task with them, then they're working mm-hmm. harder because they know that you would them. Yeah. And, and the, that I operate with them the way that I wish a manager operated with me. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. That's all I really had, though, just the, the experience of the. The awareness of observation. Like I, I was. Like I said, I was I think I was I'm trying to prep for a transition that I'm trying to make where I am currently working. And I realized I didn't it's not much prep I need to do. Like I was I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to handle it. I was like, I handle everything like everything because I already do that. Like, yeah, I just been evaluating myself for the past few weeks. And with training this last person, I've been trying to test myself or just post because I got a good case put in front of me because it's just literally like one of the most negative people I've ever met in my life literally and I can't no seriously like no yeah I I remember (laughs) I I can't seem to get any positive energy to like get him to absorb any you know usually it's infectious positive energy is like okay like typically one wins and if you end up drained you know that you didn't win yeah but 
he's he's a great resistance to the force. Yeah, <laughs> like he he pushes he's, back strong. He's Darth Vader, the chosen. One. And I'm like, geez, bro, you are down, but that's gonna be some people. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be some people. It's like nothing. The realization of even having that realization of like, hey. There's nothing you can do. Cut this off now. Exactly. Learn how to manage this from afar now. Because somebody naturally would be like, I can fix this. I can help this. Like, no, no. 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 No, 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 no. And then you'd be like, you're wrong for getting, no, I'm not wrong. I just, it's a lost cause. Like, you're going to stretch yourself out trying to fix this. Like, yep. I'm going to let him complain himself on out of there because that's just what he does. But I feel for him. I know his story. He's got a, he's had a rough life, but who hasn't? Yeah, how about some, yeah, people not black American like us. I mean, Hey. He's from a third world country. Actually, he lived yeah. there for ten years. So what I said was correct. Worked as a child. So, so what I said was correct. I mean, already I say no, but he wasn't black in America. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, so I was technically correct. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Hey, hey, Bing, run it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So earlier this week, I feel like me and Brian. Well, not even earlier this week. It's probably yesterday. We had a conversation with, about postures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this was yesterday. And I was thinking about that, just the importance of that. Even if it's natural, like your walk, your posture when you walk, people look at you different. They can tell, like you say, if you're gonna be a positive person, if you're a confident person, you a shy yeah. person, you a timid person, like, timid. You'll be able to see that from your just your posture, how you walk, how you sit. Uh, you can say, oh, he's lazy," or uh, "He can do something." Like just from how you do certain stuff, like I don't know, just and then the development. If you want to get to that part, just how your posture is. However you do something, whether it be form-wise or however, whether it be in the gym or out of the gym, it's gonna, your body's going to mutate to that. Even if it's just like doing work when you kind of like something that's gripping your forearms. You might have few huge forearms just from like whatever kind of work you do, whether it's pulling, dragging something, just certain stuff like that. I don't know, just posture. Like, yeah, I look at it from a development point, but it's more to it. My bad. No, no, no. That's my fault. I was letting you finish. Are you good? Yeah, because... Uh, I think I had brought it up because chiropractic stuff was popping up all on my YouTube feed or whatnot. But I got interested in just watching videos because we've been lifting lately and I've been noticing now that we kind of going up in weight. I was noticing how unaligned my shoulders are, like one's yeah. higher than the other, like my face leans for a reason. But a lot of that stuff, like he was saying, I'm from watching these chiropractic videos comes from just generally your posture. And then over time all these different compensations so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people aren't symmetrical just from tension really it's built yeah. up tension because yeah, yeah, you can yeah. fix it it's just a therapy thing it's a thing where you're gonna have to take time to loosen everything up and then stretch everything basically mm-hmm. back into form which when getting into weightlifting i was saying to you i can see how <laughs> you think bodies look weird or just how even certain parts that I'm yeah. trying to develop are not developing right because I'm realizing, oh, I got a molded posture that where these muscles are pinched down almost. I need mm-hmm. to open them up back to where they're supposed to go. So when I'm actually weightlifting and doing what I'm doing, they're activating like they're supposed to be. Yeah, because I look at people's shapes and I know if you really look deep down, it'd be their posture and why they built like that. When people mm-hmm. got like the big old like meat, whatever on their back, top of their neck, yeah. it's because they hunch over. Like, and it just kind of gets built on it, on it, on it. So it don't really be the prey. People think it's they weight why they shape. Nah, sometimes it's just how they are, how they do certain things. I don't know. It's just 
I don't know. I think that's just something that people take for granted and don't really look at. Because then even having back pains or something, something like that. Yep. That's come from hunching over, however you sit in your chair, or however, like. That's why I like the feature in your car seat when you can push the thing out. I push mine out so it pushes my back in. Mm. So that way I don't feel caved in. That hurts my back. So I don't want right. to sit like that. Like. And see, my alignment is just laterally. Like, yeah. I'm kind of straight up and down. I think, also, I think with this cell phone, laptop, video game era, a lot of people's necks are not positioned yeah. how they should because yeah. we're always down or. Yeah cramped so that's leading to like he was talking about sinuses and everything and i was like dude yeah. i had never thought about yeah. that because yeah. even i never um, thought about why my my the allergy my sinuses swell up so bad when allergy season but maybe because they're not draining right because of where my my how my neck has been positioned yeah because even um keeping your wallet in your back pocket and you sit on it that throws your hips off mm. and you know your hips control a lot so you can cause lower back problems and you think it's your back or you think it's your so it's really your hips just been Offset it from over time, you constantly sitting like that. Never thought about yeah, that. and the level of it, yeah. Hmm. I keep my wallet in my back pocket. <laughs> I currently have a back pain right now. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Mm. Damn, that just threw me for a loop. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I never thought about that. I keep it back there for security. That, <laughs> I mean, right. They got a bunch that. Like I talked to somebody about that, but I have like when I sleep, I can't sleep with big fluffy pillows because it's like. My upper body is high up, and it makes my lower back kind of dipping, and it feels weird. So then I got to either put a pillow under me, or I got to get a flat pillow. Like mm. It's a comfort thing, so I don't know. So I was like, the same thing happens for your wallet when you got it in your pocket. Like, I had to look into it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I sit with mine in my back pocket, but I'm like, dang, that makes sense. Like, because you think about it, you're not flat now because nah, you got right, that thing in your right, wallet. Yeah, how up. much is in your wallet? Like, yeah. So it throws you off, and then... I know too the hips control a whole lot and people think oh it's my core it's my core nah it'd be your hips it don't really be your back hurt it's your hips offset your shoulders might be because of your hips like a lot cause that's to me your hips is your core I know they be like your mid-session but your hips control a whole lot right right cause that's what what besides probably where your I would say what I guess your where your neck meets your skull mm -hmm. and I besides there that's where most of the bones connect is yeah. in your hips your pelvic area right I would assume mm -hmm. and then even sometimes like just foot pain or something like that like most of your big bones at least yeah. I ain't gonna say most of your bones because your feet probably got a lot of because even also saying is like if you got lower back pain it can either be your hips or it can be like your feet just the dimensions of how your feet is like the uh, the sole I guess you would call Right, right. Yeah, just like different parts in your foot, and that can throw you off. Right, like arched and non-arched yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, like yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 Like simple stuff like that that we don't think about. And it can come from the type. whole equilibrium of what the mm -hmm. body's supposed to be like off, and then we just living with it, thinking it's normal. Yeah, like, ah, I just that's like the pain. older I get, I like having flat shoes. Because then shoes can get mold your feet, and people don't realize. Because like, oh, these are cool. These are cool. Then you wonder why your feet hurt. But you keep wearing them, your feet gonna start shaping up like that shoe. So you wear flat shoes? Like when I work out, I like to wear flat shoes. They feel the best. That's why Jordan 1's are my favorite. It's well, flat. I know why you said while working yeah. out, but you said while you get older. Like this in general, you like flat shoes? I thought like I thought that's I thought that's not supposed to help your art. I thought you're supposed to get like arch supporting shoes. I mean you can, but for me, I feel comfortable and flat. Hmm. It's just I don't have to worry about no arch. I'm assuming you have no 
you sound like you look like you just hopped out. Of, out yeah, the- like I was like, oh, they talking about arches. I know something about that. I got flat feet. But you have nothing else. To, you have nothing no. to say about posture at all. Like nothing. I'll say that when I was younger, I don't know if y'all remember, but I was kind of dealing with a lot of pains, and it was brought up in front of everybody of why how I limped a lot when I was walking. Um, and I went to the doctor several times and I was just I was always sore and I was always hurting and I couldn't figure out why um my arches had dropped and when they had dropped um somebody looked at my feet and said I need to do a particular exercise three times a day every so often um like just stretching them out and then I started walking upright and I started walking correctly again so like I do know that posture is is very important and um now I kind of just walk with the pain. Don't even do it no more. You know what I mean? Like just oh, does so, it. So there is there is corrective foot things for mm-hmm. like most like stretches and stuff. For yeah, no I can show you right yeah. now. Yeah, you just, just never like, kept I just, up with it. Yep. Whenever it get bad, I do them again. This, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's it's like back then the pain just seemed unbearable. But I was I wasn't ten yet. Yeah. You know, I didn't. Yeah. It's like it's a whole new sensation, and I'm just like. About near falling over, but after I grew up and it was just like, yeah, it's kind of another day at the office, uh, you know, whatever. Gotcha. But nah, it's it's like you just stand a good distance away from the wall, feet together, like you attention, stand at that way, and then you you lean like you Michael Jackson, and then like you like a push up on the wall, but your feet are staying the same like yeah. yeah. one hundred and eighty degrees. Yeah, and then you do that for like 30 to 45 seconds you come up wait about five go back and then you do that like three to four times and you do that three or four times a day hmm. and then it, it helps whenever <laughs> when I, I need it, it. <laughs> whenever <laughs> I need it <laughs> got you you got know you. but a lot of that is interesting because I can say from experience I felt those pains but I just be like, mm, I'm gonna stretch it on now, and I didn't. I didn't think that I probably need to go like to a chiropractor and yeah. just like get everything reset. Yeah, I've well, seen people do that, and I felt like it was like a craze for some reason because a lot of people yeah. started posting like the things that they do, and I know someone who goes regularly, but I never knew why they went regularly. I was just thinking like, I, it is kind of a craze thing. Like I would prefer it therapist that can actually know your body not just a general yeah. cracking like yeah somebody that can get to know your your irregular your irregular irregularities that's what yeah, that's mean. the way now before i got older and actually knew what chiropractic was i thought it was just people for like accidents like you mm. messed up so you gotta go right Right. <laughs> like it was a specialized yeah, case yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't think it was like a normal like oh i kind of want to go to chiropractic i think it was that type of thing I feel like if you're active in any type of way, it's good to go. Probably yeah. if you're not too, probably more so if you're not active, because you got yeah. more of a chance of things settling. Setting, weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Sanitary. just from building muscle on the frame, I feel like just doing stuff like that, you get super inched up one way or another and not, not ever correcting yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But really what got me, I guess what got me interested on the topic, because it's, we talking about the science stuff, but it's just about self-image like yeah you look a lot different That's if your posture saying, yeah. different like and i don't think people notice mm-hmm. until they go see that they have like 
you stuff look, incorrect yeah. about them. Like mm-hmm. that's why I do like the gym and the big mirrors, and you can see yourself fully because yeah. then you're yeah. like, dang, I got an arm longer than the other. Dang, mm-hmm. one knee's higher than the like. You see yourself for real. You see your the image of you. You exactly. get to actually see what you look like. But it's like a I don't know. I guess that's a fear thing. Yeah, nobody want to see that. But also in a way though, I kind of feel like. The way your muscles and everything connects is almost like you is a puppet, but it's like you're within your body. Like you got strings. So right, said, right. Your back was hurting, caused you to limp, but it was off from your foot. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's crazy. Like, cause you know they said like the, if something happens to your feet, it yeah. affects the entire infrastructure exactly, you're going because yeah. that's your support. Yeah. Or like how like, you ain't standing on nubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I just want to speak on posture. Like I said, from the science points of how it can affect your body and just how people can perceive you from it, like. People gonna either know you're a winner, you're a settler, or you're a loser. Yeah, yeah, you're po- no, for real. It makes a difference in how you are That's what generally I shaped, but also the perception of the read of the person people think that you yeah. are. Like, what do they what what do they gauge from you when looking at you? Has a lot to do with your posture. Exactly. But that's all I had. Word of the week. Mm, no. Outros. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Happy 50th. Y'all be good, man. Appreciate y'all for coming out and checking with us again for another week, and we see you next time. This outro is brought to you by Duke Cannon's Best Damn Beard Balm, Best Damn Beard Oil, and Best Damn Beard Wash. You'll be a man in no time. I'm going to quote Benny and Brian today. I had fair intent, Brian. There's no montages in real life, Benny. <laughs> That's real. <laughs>